<laughs> well, all, all I'm saying is you dress him up like uh, he's in True Grit, and it, you got the same fucking person. Mm, yep, pretty much. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and I'm joined by, hold on, let me do uh, Matt Smith. Bazinga, I'm Young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Young Sheldon, but with you. Just you as you are now. Just, he's just a man in his 30s. I think I do a real good job. Just rolling on in there, just going, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I fucking would rock that. We'd you send know. you to middle school, whatever the fucking, I don't know the, I don't know the conceit of the show. It, it can't be worse than whatever the hell it is. You're probably not wrong. I, I have, I've yet to see, I don't want to say a frame of it, because I've seen like a trailer and I just go, was, could have been worse than I, I mean, I imagined worse, I'll be honest with you. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I, then again, I have. like like Disney Channel? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, at least like I do like the fact that it looks like it's a single camera, so that seems to be like something in its favor, I guess. So it's not the same kind of sitcommy style. I think if you went sitcommy style, it probably would uh, tank pretty hard. But I don't even know what the ratings on that thing are like. So my guess is I don't even know if anybody's watching it. Is it still is, is it canceled yet? <laughs> uh, well, there's a there's a web no, of no that nope. I can look. Up. Uh, uh-uh. I'm not. I refuse. No, thank you. I'm looking it up. Hold on. Yeah, that's when the government comes Lunch. in and just goes, this motherfucker's looking at the Sheldon shit. No, no, no. no. Swarm, I'm looking swarm, at young swarm. Sheldon. That's what they want me to watch. <laughs> that's true. That's good. They're just like, yes, that's right, Das Alfiend. Get in there. Oh, for watch. fuck's sake. <laughs> watch this, you big stupid dummy. <laughs> I guess, sir, this well, sounds like great stuff. This is stupid. Oh, I guess Maria says it, it's not even out yet, technically. First episode is due in November. All right, well, maybe. Okay, it's still no. it's still got time to be. I thought it was on. I was sure it was on air it's at on. this point. It, it, uh, back in September, September 26th, it was the, get this, no shit, biggest comedy premiere in four years. Wow. Boy, we are, we are starving for material, aren't we? Well, it's just those thirsty, thirsty seniors over at CBS, I think. Hey, listen, my parents are part of that set. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just like if it's NCIS or some shit, they will be watching it, boy. Well, what else they got to put? Look, you got you got Big Bang. Young Mm -hmm. Sheldon comes on after. And then eventually one of those NCIS shows comes on. Right. So, yeah. Well, they got like four of them. Just leave it on. It's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to catch your NCIS. Man, if you had if if you took over Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune over to CBS, I think CBS might rule the world. I think it's a good. I think it's this a distinct possibility. So they got the demos for it. This is true. This is true. What will happen when? I mean, God forbid. I mean, like I said, my parents are in the group that's watching. But what happens when these people <laughs> go down and there's nothing else that's up there, man? What's that, that's that's a recipe for disaster. I don't, well, look, there's always going to be more old people. 
Yeah, or but... old white people. <laughs> at least for another hundred years. At least There's for a while. Plenty of old white people. At least for a while, there'll be some of them. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, you're listening to us on the regular podcast feed and everything. We've done a little bit something different uh, this episode. We are actually streaming this live on Nerd Talk Now. So I was doing new nerd new a new to talk now. Boy, no one would like that show. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> and the pants come off. <laughs> Oh, you assume they're on. Oh, <laughs> you only see from here up, my man. <laughs> the rest is uh, flying loose and free. Yeah, radio secrets and TV secrets are roughly the same, but corresponding to visibility. Most of it just goes, hey, as long as you can't see my pants, they ain't there, baby. Uh, That's right. But um, so we're doing stuff a little bit different. Uh, so if you hear a bit of a change in the show, that's because we are streaming at nerdtalknow.com. So I was doing a Nerd Talk Now episode. I had a whole shenanigans the other night where uh, I thought I lost my wallet. You ever have that fun trip in life? I've, in fact, lost my wallet before oh. and it blew. Oh, my God. So you, I, know, you know where the first time I really lost my wallet? It was uh, I was a teenager, middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Days of Thunder ride. Oh, at yeah. That could toss it right fell, out of your pants. Fell right out. <laughs> right out. It was still there when I went back in, but that Velcro was the first wallet? time I, I felt that panic. Uh, no, oh. it was a regular wallet. Oh, Jesus. I don't think I ever had a Velcro. I, I did have a Velcro wallet. It was, it was a, like I, I was like six all... or seven. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> I was 31, and <laughs> it helped me keep my money safe at the Dragon Con. Oh, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I was just like, at this point, I was just like, why? I just, I need to go back to the old Punk Days chain <laughs> wallet, man, because like it just, it fell in between the seats in the car, but it was in an odd, precarious position to where it was like, vertical and like hiding up against the wall like it was a fugitive uh-huh. from justice or <laughs> standing yeah. back going you ain't gonna get me coppers i don't care what you do it was, it was <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what i think is uh remarkable that we don't have yet is is the cyberpunk chain wallet hmm, where okay. it's just a usb cord like you're hooking your iphone in but it's hooked onto your wallet into your pants Hmm. That should be a thing. I'm sure some nerd probably does that. If they some, were like, stronger, because most USB cords are pretty flimsy and crap. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's just an idea I had. Look at this. You see this? this I bet is, I, bet this I isn't holding Jack. Who aren't that. This is, well, I mean, it would, it would definitely stay attached to a wallet in your pocket. You got to get one of them <laughs> braided ones. You got to get one of the braided uh, things that's like the, like you the know. 15 footers. Yeah. <laughs> you can go across the whole room. Yeah, you got to wait till somebody gets like a fair distance from you before. Oh, oh what uh-huh. the hell? <laughs> yeah. By that time, right. they've already taken it out of your thing and then just dropped it on the ground. And you drag it later on going, <laughs> hey, what in the? Oh, man, I knew I shouldn't have made that 15 feet. What a dick. Oh, I'm so dumb. Why do I do these these things to myself? I should know better. It's the fifth time this week. Out of portraits, ladies and gentlemen. It's what I do, everybody. So I had to, like I had a panic attack trying to find that thing for like two hours last night. I went back to the back to the restaurant where I picked up the food. Going, did I? I paid for it. I paid for the thing. I got on a and I'm like I'm retracing my steps. I'm doing everything, and it's just like, oh, what a pain in the ass. So, but we're here. We're doing a show now, and we're combining to nerd out where talk you put now. This fucking mic, since I'm on camera and fucking. I'm used to, like, leaning. It's right in front of my face. No one cares. It covers up the ugly Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to, like, figure the fuck out. Because, uh, hold on. Hold on. Fucking. All right. Maybe. 
Yeah, so Rocket Maybe Face that. in the chat room, know. by the way, uh, by the way, Film Find people, we have a live chat room going on and everything. Uh, so, yes, Rocket Face, this will be your Film Find episode and Nerd Talk Now episode this week. Uh, but my guess is you're going to get a lot of the a lot of different things that you're not used to getting in both of those shows. Uh, but so we'll, we'll talk about a whole bunch of things. We're going to do a regular what you've been watching. We're going to do uh, a little bit of news stuff. No, we're not going to go too wild and crazy, but I got a couple of things that kind of uh, relate to uh, you know our culture and news and uh, nerds and all that kind of movies and all that jazz. So we're going to talk right. about that for a hot second. And uh, you know we're going to go in. We got a whole bunch of movies to talk about, and many of which you could probably see for free right now. So, I mean, to me, that's one of the best things. Is that uh, we're going to give you some free entertainment? I know because... I've uh, I've watched a boatload because I've been uh, putting off writing, <laughs> and so that just means I fire up the old Netflix and keep them going. I need an excuse not to do work. How do I do? How do I pull this off? Oh, I've I'll, got I'll the have to tell one. you uh, the new job over at uh, Turner uh, also facilitates me just watching movies all the time. Oh, how do I get on that gig? Oh no! I'll look into it for give you. Me, give as me, soon as I figure out how to get it full time, I'll let you know. Get, give me on this gig. I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta do something else other than what the hell I'm doing. I'm trying to. I, I am contemplating actually moving to Atlanta. I just got to figure out a way to do it and somebody to uh, what's it called? Employ me for at least any amount of time that will give me money. Uh huh. Always Starbucks. We got plenty of latte making us around here. Oh God! Do I want to m- murder <laughs> myself? Listen, I've I'm I'm on the verge of quitting. right I've now. I've traveled so. down that lonely road enough, Matthew. I don't think I need to trek that that thing again. I'm Matthew, with you, my man. I'm I'm there for my third time. It's like it's like my repeat offender. Just I'm, when I'm, I'm out, getting, they bring next me time, back I, in. Like after I break, yeah, right after I get out this time, if I go back, it's for life, and that's a fucking <laughs> scary ass prospect. They just go. You're one of us now. You cannot leave. Yeah. This is it for Fucking you, pal. Third striker, you're done, man. <laughs> good. You got to work your way up to middle management or some nonsense. I don't fucking. I don't know. It just it look. It's not good for anybody. Everybody I know that sits there and just goes like, "That's got to be like the best job ever." I'm like, "Oh, you've never worked there, have you?" <laughs> it's look. It's not the worst job I've ever. Had. No, you're you're not wrong. It, it could be. It could I get, be. I get free coffee worse. out of it, which is a necessity, but like. You know, yeah. In honest, any case, honestly, the free pound of coffee a week's about the only thing that's worth a damn. That's 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 like what I'm super holding nice. on for. It this and, and of course, unlimited drinks at work. So like that, th- those are the two things that I miss. So I'll hey, I'll, uh, I'll, get, I'll grant you got those. A, got a news question for you? Did okay, you see okay. the story about uh, Mark Wahlberg being a Catholic and uh, asking God for forgiveness today? Uh, it's no, that's about two, two, three days old, but I, I saw something. Whatever. It. I saw the, <laughs> I just saw the report today. Yeah. I <laughs> saw it. Basically he says, uh, I, I asked God to forgive me for boogie nights and I, yeah. I you know, wrong one to forgive you for bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been in two transformers movies. We don't even hate those movies. No, I mean, we don't. For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake, you're going to ask for forgiveness. It ain't fucking boogie, boogie nights. You know? Yeah, I was like, that's a good one, though, dude. And and here's the thing. And a lot of people that I hear it's like, oh, well, it glorifies the porn industry. I'm just like, have you seen the movie? It kind of doesn't. No. There's a lot of bad stuff that goes on in that flick. There's a lot of things that are not so good that you don't look at and just go like, well, that's how you be a pillar of uh, of society. No. Well. That's ridiculous. Well, we won't be covering that story, but that's about as <laughs> I just had or, to ask about or it. Or we just like, have. Yeah, we we just did cover it, but it is the most ridiculous thing I've seen. Well, I'll say this. Uh, this is what I want to call a little bit of the old depressing news here, Matt. The uh, first Venom set photo arrives as production begins. I haven't even seen it. It is a real mo- Don't worry. The picture's not really worth seeing. Uh, but they've, they've, they've done it. 
they, they are in process here. Sony's released the first set photo for Venom, the Spider Manless Spider Man movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll probably kick off a whole new cinematic universe. That's super. But Tom Holland is all smiles and blah 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 blah. So, but it, anyways, it, it's there's no Spider Man man in it. You see uh, old Tom Hardy there on set, and and a guy who looks like he's kind of a ghost, which is weird. It looks like the ghost of Dane Cook, if I'm honest with myself. Uh, but it's uh, they're, they're making it, man. They're making I don't know it how they're gonna thing. end up pulling this off. Like, how the fuck do you have? Uh, an entire franchise of films centered around a character's world in which that character never appears. Yeah. It's just like, but he's coming. Uh, well, maybe he's not coming. Ah, forget about it. I'm I'm going to guess that he's going to, um, that he's going to show up at some point once Sony realizes, Oh, we got to actually like, do this thing with marvel for real now but i gotta hey palace i got i got a thing here uh, i gotta admit to you i made a real dick move i we, we 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 thought we were bigger than we really are i thought we could get away with not having this here spider-man in it turns out i'm an idiot so here's what we're gonna do next time we're gonna go over we're gonna give marvel some money we're gonna be like hey could we put this this spider-man's in it and they'll be like uh you got to give us a lot of money to do it you know what maybe we should just shut down a whole film department because we're a bunch of knuckleheads that don't know what the hell we're doing what do you think is that good let's get lunch I mean, that's that, what I hope. that fits in with, uh, like, everything we know about Sony at this point. Ugh, right? What a bunch of dum-dums, man. They are just, like, really and, – and here's the thing. And I was talking with somebody about this earlier this week, is that a lot of people don't realize that uh, films and stuff, that's not really Sony's main gig. A lot of people no. would think, oh, electronics or uh, video and games. And that's not. they're successful. Right. Well, see, here's the thing. It's like people don't but realize. But they're also very dumb. Well, like they're so diversified in what they do in Japan that it, what they do here doesn't much even matter, you know? Yeah. Because they got, I mean, they, they do everything from movies to video games to selling insurance over there. They do everything. Yeah. So uh, they don't much care. They, they really could just, they are literally at this point throwing money down the drain and just going, <laughs> well, look at what we're doing. And kind of laughing all the way to the bank with it. So I think that's a... Mm. It's sad. It's sad. Well, uh, next up on the docket here is uh, this might be interesting to you because I know you're quite the fan here of, I think, both. Uh, ben Mendelsohn is in talks for a Captain Marvel villain. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, who is, uh, who, who is uh, the, one, of the, one of the main uh, bad guys there. And I also like to call him a younger Dustin Hoffman stunt double. Because if you look at him, he looks like he could I be mean, a young Dustin Hoffman stunt double, for sure. Uh, I mean, I guess sort of. That's a little odd, I think. But uh, does it say anything about what uh, what he's uh, what he's up for? Uh, I mean, this is this is the guy that played Orson Krennic, right? So, like, correct. So it doesn't say what uh, villain they're considering him for. Now here's the uh, here's the stuff from here from Slash Film. Ben Ben Ben, ben Mendelsohn, the great actor. Blah 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 blah. I'm not going to cover all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Flick, I guess, is the guy who's directors uh, Anna Boden and Ryan Flick. And this is what Ryan Flick has to say about him. Ben tends to play very dark, brooding, violent, volatile characters, and we wanted to use the unpredictable nature of his acting style, but to a differing effect. We wanted it to go into more of a uh, more sort of 
there's humor in him. I mean, this is how it's written. How yeah, yeah, it's, it. it's how people talk, and yeah. some people don't like us. Transliterate <laughs> it. Uh, I mean, he's a really funny guy, and it's nice to see that side of. Him. So he's probably going to be just like a uh, a dark, uh, yet somehow funny sort of uh, actor. Sounds great. Villain going into it. I'm all for that, dude. I, I, like I love the guy. Captain Marvel. Let's do it. He, he's, Let's get uh, Captain Marvel going. Let's get him on board. He shows up, yeah. man. The man shows up to work. Yeah. Now this that's is, great news. Yeah, I'm I'm all I'm all for that. So uh and with with stuff coming out here, man, Thor is rocking at what was it, ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now? Woo. Uh yeah, it's pretty fucking high. And DC's all like, Look, man, Justice League's still gonna be good, dog. And like <laughs> everything I see for that, the more and more I see, the more and more I'm just like, Oh, you poor baby, this is gonna be bad. This is not gonna be good at all. It's gonna be horrible. Well, so we'll see. so sad. I I, ho- I hope not. In my heart of hearts, I want it to be good. I you gave sh- Thor an, a negative. I'm going to track this down because it is it is at 99. 99. Holy smokes. 71 to one. I need to know who this one person Armand is. Armand White says, "I want to see. <laughs> I wanted to see Superman, and he didn't show up. <laughs> Where's the Superman at? Jackass. The the Marvel movies don't have the weight of the DC." extended universe so like i, like I didn't how it's feel ex- like there were moral complications so of fucking course it's variety a variety hates everything jesus i had a talk i had to talk with uh listener of the show krista about uh about rex reed because <laughs> uh-huh. she's just like i don't know who that is and i'm just like what about just imagine the the old oldest angry queen you've ever seen in your entire life who tends to hate everything and say some really sometimes racist shit yeah that sounds right that's about i'll, I'll second what <laughs> that's what kind of rex reads sort of about that's, yeah sure that's kind of his like and he's not not respectable but you know he is also can be very much a douche yes so you know it is what it is uh, so here's... And if there's one thing I know, it's douches. <laughs> oh, believe me, I'm a bit of an expert on the douche. <laughs> <laughs> Next bit of news here. Robert England says he is too old to play Freddy Krueger. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Get in that motherfucking makeup and go another round. Done with that shit. Today is slightly uh, depressing but inevitable news. Robert England, the actor who made the dream murderer Freddy Krueger immortal, says he is too old to ever play the character again. Time marches on for all of us, and it seems he has caught up with Mr. England to the point where he's slipping his razor glove and tattered uh, Christmas sweater is no longer a possibility. Yada, yada, yada. Let's get to his quote. I'm too old to do another Freddy now. If I do a fight scene now, it's got to be minimal because I can't snap my head for eight different takes at di- and different angles. My spine gets sore. <laughs> Jesus. I can he, still be mean and scary, but I'm mostly relegated now to sort of Van Helsing roles, old doctors and shit. Uh, so it is the last moment of me ever playing Freddy is a wink to the audience. Uh, and he said that he also would like to uh, pass the uh, bladed baton, if you will. Yeah, we covered this. Over to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And so yeah. I still think that that's uh, not a horrible idea by any stretch. It's not idea. horrible, but fuck that shit. He's got a stunt double. He's in makeup, for fuck's sake. It's not like when Freddy's jumping around and shit, it has to be 70-year-old Robert England up in there. Uh, chat room uh, says he's 80. Whatever. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Throw him in there. Let's fucking do this. Do it. Uh, speaking, of- I mean, he stands there with a fucking gloved hand on and like says uh, absurd 
comedic bullshit. Welcome to primetime, bitch. I wish he's talked like right. that. <laughs> right? All, all I know is uh, he he needs to do it one more time, even if it's just to play old Freddy. Let's see what that looks like. Ooh, geriatric wor- Freddy. Yeah, like he's in a home. Uh, there's a mummy that's sucking souls I, out of anuses. I only go uh, over to people when they're napping, and I invade the naps. <laughs> He's seventy. He was born in 1947. Yeah, chat room. Oh, it, chat oh, room. it's my bad. It said isn't like he's eighty. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, so you, you're the fucker. You want me to read the whole sentence? Push ya, push ya. I don't do none of that crap, my man. Uh, no. Tell that motherfucker to put that mask back on. It is a mask at this point. Just tell him to put it on. Yeah, and roll with it. You've got I'm just a, saying, if Kane Hodder can be in every fucking slasher movie where they need somebody who has no neck and is a giant uh, until he's old as fucking dirt, Robert England can play Freddy. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Now, I feel very passionate about this. I'm going to... Fair enough. Let's go on. Now, speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, have you seen the, uh, the Mondo set for the Nightmare on Elm Street 8 LP box set? coming yeah, out fucking sweet Ooh-wee. so i got this up on the screen for those that are taking a look here uh this thing looks super cool oh gosh the spinning wheel of death there it is okay uh but you got the uh the faces on the uh the front of the jacket there this looks amazing it is a bit on the expensive side it's 250 bucks um uh, i don't know they may be out of them already Let's see. This card. Let's let's see if I can at least add it to the card. I don't have the money to buy it, mind you, but let's see if I can add it to the card. Even and be like, no. Oh, apparently, I can. Okay, so maybe it's one of those they just haven't printed it yet. Uh, but I'm a big fan. I've gotten several Mondo um, records myself. I've got Shaun of the Dead and the uh, Luke Cage and the Alien 2. Uh, I do have the first Alien coming in not too awful long. That got delayed a little bit, but I'm going to be getting that one on vinyl as well. That's a, is that a 4 LP, I think, for that one? So, good stuff. But uh, if you're a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan, man, that is uh, certainly the set to go with there, if you are a fan of that. In the meantime, uh, wait, uh, well, this is I was going to cover this if we had a whole thing here, but... Uh, Maybe one day I'll cover this whole uh, James Gunn put out his top 50 horror films. Did you see this? I did. It's pretty good. It's a decent. It's a pretty darn good list. I said. It's a solid list. I haven't seen one movie on it. I mean, <laughs> only one movie. I haven't seen us. I have not seen a single movie. I'm on like that Jaws. Have you not seen Jaws? <laughs> nope. nope. That's the one about the flying piranha, right? The yes. James Cameron flick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Though I do like he does have uh, Piranha 3D on there, so I like that. Uh, that's in the top. The one. The one movie that I haven't seen is uh, Tale of Two Sisters. I haven't watched that. The Korean horror flick. Mm, I can't say I have either. But yeah, I mean, so this, maybe uh, I'll maybe I'll get on that for a, an episode. Maybe next week's spoopy Halloween episode. What's spoopy? But number, I'll just uh, go over the. It's, when it's too spooky, it's too spooky. We'll go over the top ten and ten here. Uh, so the birds, Alfred Hitchcock, that's easy. The Tale of Two Sisters, what we both just admitted we haven't watched. Rosemary's Baby, fantastic flick. As is uh, the Brood, very good. Green Room in 2016. Uh, I feel yeah okay. Green Room, yeah yeah yeah. 
There we go. We saw it. We covered that on the film find, actually. Indeed, we did. Fucking great movie. Uh, the, great flick. The the thing from John Carpenter, lovely. Bong mm-hmm. Joon Ho's The Host, number four. Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978. That's you know, so specific one there, just to let you know. Audition from Takashi Miike and uh, Joss from Spiel- uh, from Spielberg. Man, not too bad. But uh, yeah, this is a, this is a pretty darn good uh, top fifty list with uh, the Faculty coming in at number fifty. Uh, an often overlooked movie, The Faculty, and I think we'll be talking about somebody uh, in relation to the Faculty in one of the movies that we uh, cover this week. So, was John Stewart in something? No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> just just a style of directing. That's what we're going to talk about. Okay. Uh, so, Matt, what have you been watching this week, man? Well, a whole hell of a lot. Um, want to start out talking about, if I can pull up my fucking screen here, uh, the Sam Peckinpah flick from uh, 1961 called The Deadly Companions. Um, you ever seen this thing? It's got Maureen O'Hara in it, uh, the queen of Technicolor, because her hair was so fiery red. Cannot um, say that I have. No? Well, this was uh, Sam Peckinpah's first film, and if I could get my goddamn computer to work... Fuck this, I'm pulling out the phone. Um, It was his first picture after uh, doing some TV work, and it's got Maureen O'Hara. Hold on. Fuck. Fucking live show. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get for doing it live. Um, Oh, Fuck, yeah, okay. I couldn't remember his name and wanted to make sure I got it right. So, uh, Brian Keith, who uh, was a character actor throughout the 1960s, um, he actually also uh, played Uncle Ben, did the voice of Uncle Ben in the uh, Spider-Man animated series in the 90s. Nice. Um, but uh, he he did a ton of westerns, and he made this movie after his TV show was canceled. Um in 1959 or 60, I forget. Um, in any case, uh, so he was in the Westerner, which is a solid enough little, uh, show. It's, it ran for like half a season or something like that. But, um, this movie's pretty friggin' great. Uh, it's, it's about a Yankee who, uh, takes up with, uh, some former Confederate soldiers, uh, for an unknown reason. Um, turns out, uh, he's out for vengeance. One of them, uh, when a few years earlier, had attempted to scalp him. And uh, he's out for vengeance. So he, he ends up in this town. They're going to rob a bank. And uh, that's after, after that, he's going to take his uh, revenge on, on the guy. But what ends up happening is there's a shootout. And he accidentally kills this woman's kid. And this is all within the first, like, 15-ish minutes of this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the rest of the movie is him accompanying this woman. She does not want him to accompany her through Apache territory so that she can bury her son. Uh, So pretty traditional classical Hollywood Western plotting. uh, Mm -hmm. Very well directed. uh, As you might imagine, Peckinpah is uh, one of the best Western directors that ever lived. Um, so that's a solid watch. Uh, some not so solid watches. <laughs> I, I, uh, I watched and I plan on watching the next ones because there's a new one coming out. I watched the first five saw films 
Okay, all right. I I can definitely talk about this. I have seen every Saw movie, most of them a couple of times. I I have as well, but uh, I do not remember actually six or seven. I think I only saw those once. Um, well, six but... six you could six six would be a de- six is a decent watch because like six almost gave me hope. Six made me think, oh, we're gonna get back good to good again because five really sucked, and I was like, oh man, six is coming back, and then seven just took a giant turn. Yeah, well, uh, so anyway, we'll we'll talk about those when we do uh, the, the review next week of Jigsaw, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, one through five, the first three are really solid, actually. Mm-hmm. They're they're not like great movies, but they're really solid horror uh, movies, and they're not actually as filled with torture as people remember them being. Um. Yeah, they're really gory deaths, but uh, it's not the same as like as a hostile, right? Like hostile is completely yeah. different experience. Um, where it really takes a turn, however, though, is like four goes way downhill. At this point, the series has turned into uh, like one movie will introduce a new character or two. And then everyone else will die by the end of that film. And then those two characters will be the main characters in the next one. Right. And uh, it very quickly becomes preposterous as it starts ballooning out like Jigsaw's case. Uh, I mean, he fucking dies at the end of the third one. Uh, There's no reason for it to go. So the fourth one, though, has like the big kind of flashback to like him and his wife and stuff. Yes. Which I kind of like that. Like to me, that I was don't kind dislike of a it. Cool I'm just idea. saying, like, there's definitely the 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 that's the point. Like four is definitely the downslope of this series. <laughs> so Maria uh, in the chat room says, "I ran out of the theater on Saw two and cried during Saw three out of fear. I can't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there, some of it's rough, man. Actually, like the end of five, uh, where uh, where the one where the police officer. Spoiler alert! Crushes the uh, the FBI agent to death in that room is actually a pretty gnarly scene, right? Because like he's pressing on the wall and you see his fucking uh, arms snap in half and start pouring blood and shit. Like it, they're rough to watch, yeah, right? Like even not, the bad not ones, the funnest of times. <laughs> yeah, the the bad the the bad parts of those movies are are even like. Uh, passable because you know if you're a gore hound you're going to get something out of it right but but it's rough to deal with uh so i saw those uh i guess we'll talk about this shit some more when we talk about jigsaw uh <laughs> don't want to dwell by too the much. way you can get like the first seven films on blu-ray for like under 15 bucks at at walmart and i know this only because i keep up with blu-ray deals uh on twitter um at walmart Nine ninety nine Blu-ray. I mean, come on, dudes. Ten bucks for seven but, films? That's not bad. But guys. let's say you don't have ten bucks. They're all currently streaming on Netflix. Oh, is that right? Okay, well, they're, perfect. They added them back for October. I don't know how long they'll be there, but they are definitely all on there right now. Nice move. Um, I may go and just so, have those on the background. So another thing that I watched on Netflix, and I got to tell you, I really dug it, uh, is 1922 the new Stephen King adaptation with Thomas Jane in it. Have you seen anything about I, this movie? I, I think I saw the little, uh, the little thing on it on the Netflix, but I didn't, yeah. I frankly didn't even know what it was to be honest. They, if you thought that Gerald's game was, uh, not marketed at all, <laughs> uh, this one really is even less than that. 
they put less of an effort into into getting people uh, aware of this. Um, so I'm going to uh, tell people they should watch it. Um, this is one of uh, the four novellas that made up his uh, his collection of uh, of stories, uh, Full Dark, No Stars, Stephen King's book. Um, all of which are like, I mean, it's in the title of the book, but they are the bleakest, like most nihilistic short stories and novellas that King's written in a while. So fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one is about a, a farmer who in 1922, uh, decides he's going to kill his wife, uh, for her land, uh, that she inherited from her father. And, uh, he gets his, uh, his kid to help kill her as well. And then eventually like he just slowly devolves into madness over the course of the next year. And shit gets cray. And Thomas Jane is amazing in this movie. Uh, I know he can act, and he's done really depressing Stephen King adaptations before. I was before. Say second uh, outing here for uh, Tom Jane and the old Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is really good. I, I think it kind of falters a little bit in the third act. I don't think it's as good as, uh, as Gerald's Game was of an adaptation of King's work. But it's solid. Uh, it's worth the hour and 40 minutes or so that it takes to watch it. Uh, so if you are interested in that, highly recommend uh, 1922. It's currently on Netflix. I think it came out now last Friday, maybe. Um, the other thing that I saw that Adam did not see is a, a geostorm. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't get I couldn't get out to the right times here and everything, but uh, according to the box office, doesn't look like anyone else did either. <laughs> uh, no, it made what thirteen million something like that over the weekend. Uh, it was in second place. It was a really slow weekend overall, uh, in general. Um, I have to say though, uh, this was both the dumbest movie i've seen in a while <laughs> as well as the most enjoyable of these types of movies i've seen in a while okay um so it's really fucking stupid okay Whoa. just enter into that not that anyone would have ever imagined but it's also just thoroughly entertaining because it is it is bad but not as bad as another movie we're going to be talking about later yeah, exactly. So, chat room, stop calling me lazy. Do you know how many films I watched this week? Trust me, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna we're gonna have plenty to talk about. Don't you yeah. worry, none. We still watched four movies. Yeah, both of us watched four movies this week. So, <laughs> you not, know, like we're not fine, for nothing. I we think. we we still try. Sometimes Don't worry. we long time listeners know. Sometimes we have to split this up. Yeah, because uh, you know, sometimes there are five fucking movies that come out. And and we still didn't see stuff that came out. I still haven't seen that fucking Stephen Frears movie, uh, the Queen and Abdul or whatever. Right? Yeah. Uh, part of me is just like I think I know what this is going to be, so I don't. You know, it's not high on the. Well, I want to see it. I like Stephen Frears, but you know, like I just didn't get, I ain't got time to. That, that one's playing at one theater across town. I ain't got time to get over there. I'll ain't see nobody it got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. <laughs> um, so you guys Geostorm, remember that? For those of you who don't know, is <laughs> is written and directed by Dean Devlin who uh, wrote a lot of the master of disaster porns films, Roland Emmerich. Oh, uh, Dean Devlin, just so you know who to hate uh, for all these movies, he, uh, he wrote both Independence Day films, the Godzilla film, 
Ooh, the the Roland Emmerich Godzilla film. Let's let's make sure the specifics so people know which one to definitely hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although to his credit, he also wrote Stargate and Universal Soldier. Okay. Well. So, you know, uh, but, but as the old um, saying goes, you take the good, you take the bad. Yeah. <laughs> Facts of life. Indeed, indeed. Um, look, Geostorm is not good. What? Uh, it, it's basically here's the here's the plot. Okay. There are two movies in Geostorm. This is not made apparent in the trailer, but it's two separate movies about two separate things the Earth is facing. Okay, <laughs> one, one is a conspiracy by someone within the government to destroy other nations so the United States can remain a superpower. Makes sense. The other is Gerard Butler has to shoot up into space, pull an Armageddon, and figure out what in the hell's going on with this uh, system of satellites he has uh, invented a decade earlier um, because uh, the system operates like a, a net around the planet and uh, it starts malfunctioning. Although we find out, of course it was sabotage <gasps> just like the beastie boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you now it's sabotage. Or but, but what the system's supposed to do, uh, and this is in the trailer is, is uh, it deploys um, deterrence into the atmosphere based on the weather patterns that are accumulating to stop massive storms from happening because the environment's gotten so bad on earth by 2019 that like people are fucking like just burning alive whenever there's a certain type of uh, sandstorm come up or mm -hmm. some shit, right. Or a heat wave or whatever the fuck. Uh, so it's stupid as shit, but it is sort of entertaining. This is not a movie to go see in theaters, but it is a movie to like, you know, maybe during the summer you're having a cookout and you're drinking a bunch of beer in the backyard or something. And you want to throw this thing on. Uh, it's fun in that environment, I would imagine, because it's a big, dumb, stupid fucking action movie. That makes and sense. you do get to see like a bunch of things get destroyed, which if you like that thing, I do. You can do that and, and enjoy it. But it is bad. It's not a good movie. And by the way, so, so there's like ice and everything. And you said sandstorms. There's all kinds of shit, right? But, like, the the idea is that they have to stop a Geostorm. Oh, uh -oh. shit. This is <laughs> the damn thing. <laughs> so you're saying that there's a sandstorm coming. Guess what, everybody? You're damn right there's a sandstorm coming. Gerard Butler gonna get it. Took way too long. I thought to for a minute you were going to like pull pull out the uh, DJ horn and all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Let me Just, hear the ladies in the back. If I if I if I had a soundboard in front of me, you know that I would. <laughs> you know that I would. You are you are destined to fail at uh, morning drive radio. <laughs> I want to I want to be a shock jock, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Everybody, we got traffic on the tips here. Here's a sandstorm, my darling. Get those glow sticks ready and be sure to tip your waitress. Arm a strip club. <laughs> Please welcome to say Justine. Uh, <laughs> Send your five-star reviews to, to the film fight over at iTunes. We're going to have to do it. I think we'll probably do an entire episode like that at some point, right? I, I don't see any <laughs> reason why not. Anyway, 
so that's what I've been watching. Uh, <laughs> do you want to bridge me and you with the one movie we watched uh, that yes. we did not go see the new release of? <laughs> yes. So okay. the other day I, I, I texted Matt and I was just like, hey, man, because our, our idea was to see one and then the other. I was like, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the first Medea movie, the Boo Medea Halloween. And I was like, I don't think we can do this, man. <laughs> I was uh, I was I was scared. I was reticent. I did not think that this would be a smart idea. Uh, and he's just like, it ah. was not. It's like, dude, dude. He's like, watch the just. You, we got through Paul Blart Mall Cop. You don't think that you can get through this? I'm like, I don't know, dude. This thing is pretty difficult. I was like, you watch this one and then tell me if we should, uh, you know, spend our time watching the second the one. The answer was no. And we watched and we did watch Paul Blart Mall Cop before we watched Paul Blart Mall Cop too. Yeah, and 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 it was like as bad as that was. This was worse. I would I would say it's probably as bad. It's I will also bad. say that uh, unlike Paul Blart Mall Cop, this one is not targeting me as its audience. This Paul is true. Blart Mall Cop wants white people to watch it. Medea <laughs> maybe doesn't, and that's fine. It doesn't but care. It's not, you, it, but this one is not good either. We've talked about Tyler Perry a lot. I don't. Uh, I'm not necessarily a hater. Um, I think he's pretty solid at making dramatic choices. And he's a smart man, uh, but we we don't deny but, that. But uh, the comedy stuff, man, just I do not understand the appeal of Medea as a character. Uh, I think she ruins like two movies <laughs> that she crops up in. Oh lord, man! How could you say that, man? Oh lord, that's bad. But uh, in any case, uh, we did not go <sighs> see Boo Two. Medea Despite Halloween. it being number one at the box office. Despite it being a fucking 30-something million, this 36 is the, or something. This is the country we live in, everybody, where Boo Medea Well, look, it was, a, it was a lot of stuff that uh, came out this week that either was not good or was mismarketed. We'll talk about the mismarketing yeah. shortly, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, Boo Medea Halloween was just, it was a rough ride, man. I just, I was with you. At the end of it, I was like, you know what? I don't think I could watch this with a theater full of people that really got it. Yeah, it, it's uh, like I don't think that I could do that. It's tough, man. It is a it's a tough tough ride. This because because here's the thing I think is like people really like the media movies, like just in general. I, I, in, inexplicably, it's not just black people, right? Like I'm not saying that it's uh like just just not white people watching this, like. Uh, yeah. My father-in-law really likes Medea films, <laughs> right? So, so I know he has like this transracial audience, but the saving grace of watching Paul Blart two and it being bad was that no one in the theater was laughing. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and like, so I or when they did really laugh, sitting here. when they yeah. did and laugh, I, they laughed at what they saw in the trailer and anything yeah, yeah, yeah. else. That was, was just right. Like, no. We talked about that. It was like exactly the stuff that was in the trailer, and that was it. Um, because I guess they were trained to laugh at it at that point, but I just know that I would have been sitting there awkward as fuck with everybody hilariously laughing around me at this thing. And like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Cause I just, I'm such a fucking downer about this shit. Um, and I love bad movies, but there's just some stuff. It's not for me. It's not my thing. It's not the type of bad movie I like. Uh, I was not going to do the sequel. You know, and the thing is, is that like, it's what's so bad about it. And like, and here's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I didn't laugh one time because there's a couple, there are a no, couple laughs funny in jokes. the movie. And, and the more. It's that, so you, overstuffed. It can't be not f- funny all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
I mean, Tyler Perry plays no less than what four roles in this thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's he's. I think that's how he saves the most money. It's just like I know I got that one. What about this? I got that too. No, no, no. Well, I, got I, that. I don't know if you noticed this about the first one. I'm sure you did, but like, uh, part of what saves him a lot of money with the comedies, at the very least, uh, is the same thing that saves uh, money with dramas. Except in the dramas, uh, it works because there's like dramatic shit going on. In the in the comedies, in at least in Boo, a Medea Halloween, those scenes all lasted like ten minutes. They're so and they're long. Just, and they're just like four characters, like ripping on one another. Yeah, and he's three of them. <laughs> yeah, and he's three of them. But they are. They're just like ripping on one another for like 10 minutes. And then it cuts to another scene of them ripping on her. And then, and then like, okay, so there's a, there's a clown that shows up. And then there are zombies. And then we're, we have 20 minutes of the movie left. And I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's like, it's, um, it's a lot of like it just doesn't know what it really wants to be, and like you kind of like here's the thing, especially with the first trailer uh, that came out for that movie uh, last year, it was very much like ooh, well this it, it, if they do like a straight up like you know proper horror movie with Medea, that might actually be kind of cool, you know, make a real funny thing, but have her fighting zombies and just kind of think think Evil Dead but with Medea. Like that would be earnest, scared, stupid. Exactly. That I mean, that stuff right? would be. That's awesome. what I wanted when I saw that trailer. I was like, okay, I might be down for this. Actually, I'm glad we didn't go see it in the theater, man, because it would have been the most. You're right. It would have been the most awkward thing of like just probably the majority of you know older people <laughs> laughing around us and going, well, yeah, is this supposed to be funny? I mean, well, it would definitely it be me, the like the younger white dude sitting there going, like, I don't get this. Excuse, and, excuse me. I mean, yeah, what like, is, quite what honestly, does I feel mean? a little awkward talking about it right now with, <laughs> with just you. But, but it, it is, it is the thing. And I, I just know that, like, like Tyler Perry comes at it from a place of uh, of uh, black theater, right? Mm-hmm. Which has roots uh, that are quite different from uh, white people's uh, quote unquote bullshit proper theater. Um, but uh, it just is not for me, at least in this version. Uh, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, it's weird because there's so many, like, and it's funny because with the... I'm too uh, fucking white. Too, I'm too whiteies. Like, I'm too white. uh, well, one of the big things in it is, as well to me is that it is just, uh, not that this is a bad thing or anything, but it is populated with YouTube stars. Yeah. So, like, and, and like notable you YouTube cheap, stars. Man. It's just like, hey, we're going to get Liza Koshy and put her in here. And I, I love, and that's great because I, I love her channel. I think she's a very funny person. Uh, but, like, she's so stilted and bad in this. And it's just like, I, I've seen this girl do hilarious stuff. Why why can't we let her do really funny things? Or, um, uh, I, I don't know, I forget his real name, but the guy who uh, does bro science, Don Mazzetti. Like that dude's really mm-hmm. funny. I mean, he's a really funny guy, and and apparently a lot shorter than I imagined. I guess his friend shoots him, <laughs> makes him look like he's about you know six and a half feet tall, but he, in reality is more about like you know five 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 six or something. It's a Hollywood guy. And and then of course you have the most one of the most annoying YouTubers of all, uh, Swoozy over there, just just doing the <laughs> Back to the Future laugh. <laughs> that kind of garbage. What the fuck is that? That's so bizarre. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it, look, it's not good, and that's the reason why we didn't see this, why we didn't see Boo Medea 2. I know that was high on the list of everybody out there going, please. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, I can't I really hope they, they do this Boo Medea 2 thing, uh, and I, I'm here to tell you, kids, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so sorry. Unless, unless I hear reports back that they dramatically changed it up, and it is just kind of like another Friday the 13th or something, I don't think I'm going to go see it now. That's what okay. I wanted to be. All right. Uh, uh, okay. What else you been watching, bro? So, uh, on upon your recommendation last week, yeah. uh, I checked out the latest last two uh, Chucky movies on Netflix. So we uh-huh. have uh, Curse of Chucky and then Cult of Chucky. Yes, and uh, both were really good, man. I right? was kind of shocked. I was just like, these are not too bad. They do get back to the more kind of horror-y sort of elements mm-hmm. to it. There's still a bit of the old child play things in it. Um, Cult of Chucky gets a lot gorier, gorier than I thought it would, which was cool. So oh, yeah, a lot it of gets really, crazy at the end. A lot of good deaths in there and stuff. I I like how wild and crazy the flicks are getting, but still... I got a tip of the cap, man. You're keeping all the stuff in the same sort of universe. It's a continuation of all the things. And to be able to do that, how many flicks deep are we in? Eight at this point, maybe? This is three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. seven deep, man, which is, you know, we're, we're but it's even. It's rough to do, man. It's, it's tough to keep it that going. And especially. With, Over you know, 30 years now. How much the doll has taken abuse and then. Like their cool way of kind of hiding that and then that revealing itself later and then in Cult of Chucky really delving into the point of like, hey, we can take this anywhere kind of thing, which is another cool aspect. And I can't I I don't know what they're kind of uh, what they're looking at here, but my guess is they could easily do another one of these things. And and here's the question. And here's the question that I pose to you without really spoiling anything. Do you think if and when they make the next, uh, you know, Chucky movie, if you will, that we're going to have Chucky in it. I don't know. Are we going to have I is the doll point, going some, to be in in the next one, or who knows? I think the doll the dolls have to play a central role in some way, right? Like, um, otherwise, it becomes too far removed from what those movies are really about. Um, but I do, I am intrigued by like the splitting up of. Uh, Possession, uh, possessions into mm-hmm. multiple objects and and spoiler alert people mm-hmm. um but uh yeah we'll see right uh, it was it, it's nice. a hell of a twist at the end of the last one it was things i wasn't expecting and to me it really worked with what it was what it was trying to do and, and i gotta say i was really shocked at this uh and what i didn't know i mean i guess i i knew after you had said it of course uh, but Brad Dorf's daughter in, in, mm-hmm. in these flicks, and she's really good. She's she, she is good. She, she's quite good at what she does. I, I love that we've kind of kept with her over these past two films here and everything. So it's it's interesting continuing on with this character and again doing something that a lot of these other flicks don't do, which is saying, "Hey, man, we're going to take this story and we're going to continue this thing out. We're going to make we're going to deepen this character and what she does." in this film is very different than what she did in the previous film, you know? Yes. And so, yeah. And, and it's funny yes. cause you look at her and you definitely can see him. <laughs> oh, for sure. You just right? go, but, oh, uh, look. 
and and with and with the end of the film, I think that's a nice transitional moment as well, right? Like mm-hmm. just what ends up happening to her character at the end of the film and her being his biological daughter, I think is a nice little uh, roundabout way of uh, of handling some subject matter there. Yeah, but honestly, this is this is one that like back in the day, if you said, "Hey, you know." 30 years later we're gonna still be doing the same bloody thing and it's and it's gonna and it's still gonna kind of work and you'd be like are you ridiculous man the the little doll murdering people movie the first one was dumb enough as it was and get this in 20 years we're gonna have a sex comedy with this character and then a decade later (laughs) we're gonna bring it back home and it's gonna be really good you're gonna be like what this sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. How is this a thing? And they're uh-huh. like, no, 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 yeah. for real. Yeah. We did that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I just watched eight uh, Friday the 13th movies. There's no way this is going to be good. <laughs> it all equals it's about bad. dolls. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Dolls? <laughs> if that don't uh, tell you what you need to know, I don't know what will seen the movie puppet master versus dolls oh, no first of all listen if you can make god bless <laughs> you, you that god bless master. you if you can make it more than 15 minutes into puppet master before you throw your hands up in the air and go this is a bunch of bs and stop god bless you because <laughs> that is so like honestly that is one of the worst I, movies i've ever seen in my life because it is I've ne- so bad i've never gotten the full moon thing right like like i love trauma love that shit Full moon is so bad I can't deal with it. Like it's not even it's not even winking in a in an effective way. Right. I don't think. It's anyway. like they don't even because at the same time, you know, when you watch Troma, it feels like Troma says, Hey, look, we we realize what we're doing here and we, we know it's kind of silly and stupid and whatever, but yeah. yeah. But we're gonna show you tits and gore and make dick jokes and maybe you'll see some dicks too. Look, it, it was it was produced for a nickel. What do you want? You know, get off my back, bro. And but there's like fun in those movies, and I think the fatal mistake of Full Moon is that a lot of it is not played tongue in cheek. It's played kind of straight up, mm-hmm. and then it's not until like 20 years later when they realize that they all suck that they start making them jokes. But yeah. it doesn't work anymore. It's like, oh, what? No, no, no. This is it's what it's one for of someone those... who doesn't like these movies. I've seen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's one of those things where like somebody does does like stand up or something. And then they go, no, no, no. Like after a while, it's like when people start realizing, oh, you suck. And it's like, no, no, no. The whole point of my act is that I suck. It's like, ah, but is it though? But is it? Yeah, there's all, there's only one of those. <laughs> only one of those comedians, I think. Neil Hamburger. <laughs> well, I mean, that guy's fucking great. Kaufman did, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Kaufman did yeah, it. Yeah, but because he would he would get on and literally just read a book to everybody and just be like, no, no, shut up. I'm going to read this and you're going to listen. Yeah. Which well, is that's more conceptual. That's like, true. like Neil Hamburger will sit up there in a fucking lounge suit with two drinks in his like one cradle here and one in his thing sipping on it. And he'll tell jokes like, uh, why do they put Kentucky fried chicken in a bucket? So you have something to throw up in afterwards. Why do they put so much mayonnaise on a chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A? So it's lubricated to flush down the toilet easier. Makes sense. 
So that's his kind of shit. It's fucking good, but you got to watch him doing it. Yeah, it's like I got a I got a comedian friend of mine, Snyder, who like most people hate, but like I I love that's it's very much of that kind of style and everything, where it's just like uh, and I'll, I'll do an impression of him. Uh, what did the 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 train conductor say to the uh, what was it? Fuck. The the joke is all abort. <laughs> Say to the, the, the truck full of women, all aboard, yep. or whatever. It's bad. Thanks, uh, thanks for uh, watching, everybody. I'm sure you're tuning out hi. now. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh, uh, anyway, let's what get, else you been watching? Um, you got uh, one more in there? Yes, yes. Um, did I talk about watching Mindhunter? Nope. Okay, let's talk about Mindhunter. Have you seen any yet? I haven't sat down to it, but plan on it. Uh, I've watched the first two episodes, uh, both directed by David Fincher, and Fincher sets off what he does a lot for these these great things. Did the same with uh, you know House of Cards and stuff. Really laid down the uh, the footwork there for what's what's to come. It's fantastic. It is so really good. It's about these guys who uh, in the seventies and stuff want to uh, want to learn a little bit more about the killer psychosis and everything. So. Uh, under under no one's supervision, they decide that hey, we're going to go and we're going to see if we can interview some people because uh, you know we 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 feel that we can kind of delve into psychology and stuff like this, and this may help us uh, in the future uh, prevent right. serial killers and murderers and things of that nature if we can get into their heads. But of course, the logic at the time and everything is like, well, these guys are just crazy. There's nothing we can do about them, you know. And it's very much still of the old style of which, honestly, let's kind of come back around, of just shoot them and let God sort them out later kind of thing. Uh, or we just send them up to, you know, uh, crazy is crazy is crazy. And there's no you know, there's no, uh, there's no dealing with crazy. It is just what it is. And, you know, the, there's going to be some wackos out there. Um, it's really good. It, it's uh, it's fantastic. You'll, you'll just, it's tons of ventures sort of stuff in it. But the thing that I really like about it, and that people are complaining about, and this, this this makes me so mad. People are complaining that it is slow. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between something being slow and something having what we call character development, what we call storytelling. I know this is a new thing to most audiences. I think you're talking about. I think you're talking about pacing. Yes. It's like, oh, this is like, a, does this show get any better? It's just like the show is great. You're just dumb and impatient that you just like want something to happen. This isn't, you know, like it's what Ridley Scott got wrong about Hannibal, right? Like that's not what that movie was supposed to be. That's not that's not a counterpoint to Silence of the Lambs, right? That's a completely different type of thing. I want mm-hmm. you to be. You know, I Silence of the Lambs. It was a specific straight ahead sort of thing, as was even you know, uh, kind of um, uh, Red Dragon or uh, what? What you call it there? What's the other fucking one? Mindfucker. Mindfuckers. It's not. Uh, but it's, it's good. Manhunter. Manhunter. <laughs> uh, but so this is really good because it's it's a lot of that same sort of thing. They're interviewing some guy, and if you go back and look, I saw a nice little comparison, a little A B from what the interviews were. And, of course, as you might imagine coming from Fincher, very accurate and very kind of close to, you know, the answers that the prisoner actually gave when uh, talking about the people that he's killed and his different uh, – why he did what he did and whatnot. Fantastic thing. Looks gorgeous. It's all on Netflix right now. I think it's like 10 episodes or something like that. But uh, definitely be uh, continuing to watch for me because I quite dug it. 
Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. So uh, gonna have that time. Not going to get it this weekend with Stranger Things. <laughs> oh gosh, with Stranger Things. Yeah, we'll definitely. Uh, as I'm sure most of you would probably imagine, we'll be talking some Stranger Things when that comes out. I would still like to rewatch the uh, the first one. Which, by the way, everybody, uh, let me pull up a full screen on me. Did you get it? I uh, I did. I got the uh, the Stranger Things VHS. Uh, box but te- uh, it's blu-ray and dvd of course <laughs> but if it was vhs it bo- must be even more badass uh but if you go to if you look up the film find on youtube i did a whole unboxing here so you can see exactly what's all in it and everything uh but turns out target has a buttload of them i believe because they've advertised them in the paper for the second week in a row so that tells me yeah. that they have plenty of them uh, to spare uh but for under 30 bucks definitely a good thing to uh go and check out it's got like a little poster in it and uh it looks badass just no special features. That's why I haven't bought, bought it yet. It's a real fucking boner move. It's a real boner move. I don't know why that was. Uh, I do know why it was a decision because they're dumb. Well, yeah. Well, their their goal is to get people to want to subscribe to Netflix. Now, That's yeah. what the goal is. Well, with it them. was like I was. I don't know who I talked to this. Maybe it was you. Uh, but. If the reason, the way that you do that is make something that's exclusive to this thing that makes the people that go and watch it on Netflix go and buy it on on Blu-ray. Give right. me, give me, give me like a nice, you know, well, hour, that, two I mean, hour like, documentary. Like the VHS thing is it. a really cool. Oh, it's bitching, yeah. But give right? me a little like thing. Give me, but give me some, give me a morsel like of, you, of something. You can't even give me a Paley Fest interview, right? Something. Those things are nothing. They cost nothing to put on there it's so silly um, that they don't that they don't decide yeah. that this is something that they should do but uh outside of you know that, there was uh back uh back a few years ago there was a special uh, edition release of the ty west film house of the devil mm-hmm. that uh amazon got an exclusive of where they where they released it if you bought the the dvd of it it came in a combo pack with an actual vhs copy yeah 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 i totally remember that that shit is expensive and difficult to find now yeah because i remember seeing it at the time and i was just like "Ooh, that'd be cool to get and then it's one of those things that you kind of forget about and not come back to and then and then realize hey what and then there are no copies available and it's 150 bucks and spread your butt cheeks kids this one's coming in for a landing (laughs) well you know it's like like i was looking at that uh because i was like oh i should get that thing i finally got a little bit of cash i can maybe afford uh no i can actually just buy old big box vhs cassettes uh that are for real for much cheaper do you got a color printer you could go ahead and do that and just kind of bang and that's what's so funny about this thing man is that like obviously it's in a, a, a much well maybe not much bigger but a slightly bigger box that what regular vhs tapes come in these were i i, I called this the the porn uh VHSs. yeah well it was, it was the it was the original it was the big box vhs it was like 1976 through like 83 or 84 yeah there are a couple big ones uh you it came in that size and like inside of that there was i mean it was like inserted into it like a fucking secret bible or some shit uh just like the clamshell disney cases but it was fucking cardboard yeah times are weird man (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why times are weird it beats the hell out of me Anyways, right, let's go ahead. Yeah, let's talk about some movies here. Let's go ahead and take a uh, a listen if you're on the podcast, but a watch if you're here uh, with us live at nerdtalknow.com uh, to the trailer for The Babysitter. All right, tomorrow night, you, me, party. What up, Sam? 
Beep. Beep. Call us if there's any trouble, okay? Cole, don't cause any trouble. I bet B has boys over at your place all the time. That's what babysters do. Seriously, have you ever been awake after she's fallen asleep? I mean, nobody's done human sacrifice. People have always done human sacrifice. Yeah, but like, not in America with hot people. Hey. Hi, Cole. Not weird, we're just having fun. Things get messy when you make a deal with the devil. Why is he shirtless? That's your first question? There's only one way to end this the trailer for The Babysitter, available on Netflix right now as we speak. Here is the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 110% correct on everything they say and or do. The events of one evening take an unexpected turn for the worst for a young boy trying to spy on his babysitter. This is directed by McGee of uh, Charlie's Angels fame and such. We'll talk about him later, I'm sure. Uh, Written by Brian uh, Dudfield. Yeah, Dud, Duffield, excuse me. Yes. Uh, starring Judah Lewis, Samara Weaving, uh, Robbie Amell, uh, Hannah Mara Lee, Bella Thorne, our second Bella Hannah Thorne May movie. Lee. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm going to end that one too. And, uh, and King Batch. Uh, <laughs> with Leslie Bibbon and Kim Marino, let's not forget. Uh, so Definitely yeah, man, not. this is uh, this is like I said, this is a Netflix uh, exclusive thing, and mm-hmm. it was funny because I was talking with some folks and I said, you know what's funny is I watched a couple of Netflix movies and they've been better than what I've been seeing in the theaters. Yeah, and this one this one falls into that category. Now I I think I had basically seen that trailer but had forgotten about it. I'm glad that I forgot about it. But man, oh man, this is a lot of fun. McGee, yes. somebody who I think everybody pretty much written off, you know, because he done, you know, the Charlie's Angels films, which is what really kind of brought him to success and everything. Uh, but he kind of had some slippage there. He would come back every now and then with stuff that you wouldn't quite think would be, uh, you know, something that that guy would do. Like, yeah. uh, I think he did, TV. Like, this is Marshall, right? I think he did that one. If, he if, did do that one. Yeah. Uh, or it, we are Marshall. Or we are Marshall. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but he would go and, but kind of, I think he's, you correct me if I, if you think this is wrong. I think he's, uh, kind of spent some time in director jail more or less. 
Would, well, you, would you think? Is that I going don't too think, far? I don't think that's accurate. I mean, he's been working, but it's been a lot of television. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and specifically on shows that he's like executive producer of right. and shit like that. And he's always been uh, in TV, right? So like with, uh, what was that fucking Fox show back in the early 2000s? The OC, that thing, mm-hmm. right? Like he's always done stuff. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of television for a little while, uh, with, with like movies occasionally. So like, um, I want to say that I'm going to look it up, but I want to say we did a movie with Kevin Costner. Yeah. He did the, uh, the back, one where he's like which a wasn't terrible or something. Yeah. I forget the name. Three days it. to kill. That's it. That's the one. Um, but yeah, like he hasn't really been trusted with much, I don't think. No, not not like he was back in the day. Back in the Charlie's Angels time, man, it was just like, I mean, oh he's way the Terminator. Yeah, exactly. Terminator Salvation, right? Is that the one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think it did okay as far as money goes, but critically it was not very well accepted. Not well and, and frankly, I don't blame that on him per se. I think the script was just bad for that, and I think you were kind of screwed no matter who did it. James yeah. Cameron himself I don't think could have saved that bad boy. Uh, but he comes to, he comes to Netflix, man. And I'll be honest with you. If you watch the trailer, the trailer almost, I think doesn't give the movie enough credit. And I'll tell you why. I think it comes from like a more visual sort of thing. What you see in the, in the trailer seems like it's more stagey than it actually is. Cause I think when you really watch it, it's got a lot higher quality, uh, like from a production standpoint and everything than I think the trailer kind of shows it to be in all of its quick quick cuts and everything. I think they yeah. it, it made the trailer makes it look like they're trying to cover up a really cheap budget. And I don't know what the let me see if I can find what the budget of this thing is. I don't know it off the top of my head. And I don't even know if they'll frankly say it because that's how, you know, Netflix kind of rolls. They're not going to tell you what's what. Uh right. at least I no, nah, I don't think I can find it. I don't think it's on anywhere. I I looked. Nah. It can't be that much, but uh but, but it's me, a lot of fun. Man. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. It's like something that I really didn't quite see exactly where it was going here. And the fun part is, is like, you know, you can see everything. The kid's like 12 years old and his parents, like he's still kind of a, he's a nerdy kid. He's not really developing, you know, super fast or anything else like that. His dad's trying to teach him how to, you know, drive a stick shift and stuff. That's really not working out so hot. And, you know, uh, he's not doing well with, with girls and bullies are kicking his ass all the time. So he's having like a lot of the, you know, kind of uh, right. almost cliched nerd problems and everything. But the one thing that he's got going for him is he has a babysitter, uh, like, of course, and it's always bad at 12 years old to be still being the only kid left still having a babysitter. But, of course, when she's super hot, who cares, right? <laughs> and Lord knows I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, it's so cool because it's just like it's everything that that kind of kid wants, you know. It's like she's cool. She likes the same stuff that he does and everything. And uh, so as his parents are gone for the weekend, she has uh, come over there to sit and everything. And they have a, they're having a great fun time. And he goes to sleep one night and then uh, kind of wakes up, goes downstairs to see what's going on. And sure, shooting uh, looks like they're doing a little bit more than just playing spin the bottle. Yeah. And, uh, and like, and here's it gets thing. very, very quickly into that. Territory. So, uh, we're, what I'm going to do is we're going to we'll, we'll talk. We're going to talk a little spoilers on this one. So maybe if you want to fast forward a, a decent bit here, because we'll be talking about this. Because frankly, I think this is a movie that you can't not kind of talk about the spoilerific sort of stuff in it. But this, uh, 
suffice to say, I, I think you should watch this movie. Like I said, it's on Netflix right now. You're not going to be paying anything extra for it. Uh, it's well worth watching. It's a good time. It's like 86 minutes of pure fast fun stuff. So definitely check it it's out. It's got really good uh, gore gags. Yeah. The, like the gore really gags are good. The gags. music uh, cues are great. Make it super fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just kinetic. It's it's what yeah. it's what McGee is actually really good at. You know. Yeah. And and I have to say, like Bella Thorne's really funny. Samara mm-hmm. Weaving is uh, really good in this thing. Uh, and the kid is also great. That's great. He looks like you know who he looks like. He's not because I looked at it because I was I was wondering. I'm like, is he is he like related to uh, Haley Steinfeld because she, he yeah, kind of looks I, I like her a little same bit, right? Thing. I was like. Holy shit, are they related? No, not. But yeah, the, he looks get like, them in a movie together. Yeah, they right? could easily play brother and sister, and you totally believe it. You'd be like, oh well, yeah, of course. Well, all, all I'm saying is, you dress him up like uh, he's in True Grit, and it, you got the same fucking person. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> but he's good. They're all. He's a great little actor there, and everybody just everybody brings it, man. Everybody brings what they're doing to this, and it's great because oh, we didn't even talk about the other thing. Uh, we'll 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 throw that. Did you did you see the other Bella Thornton movie? This week, the that Amityville I, one. Yeah, did you see that? No, okay, I haven't watched it. Yet. I'll well, I'll save that till next week. Till you have a chance okay, to watch I'll, it. I'll I wanna, get on it because I want to talk about that too. Make a note right now. Uh, because that uh, spoiler alert. Watch <laughs> Amityville Bella. I've got to do it in calligraphy. Hold on, Thorn. <laughs> All right, got it. I got to make it fancy for myself. <laughs> uh, but no, this this thing is really good. Uh, like I said, I don't know that I want to give too awful much away, but no, it I, is I just super, want to tell good. people to go and watch this thing. It's fucking good. It turn one spoiler, you'll get it like fifteen minutes in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a satanic ritual. Right. It's good. It's yeah. a real good satanic ritual. This whole movie. <laughs> it's that. Um. It also has like a like what what I think also works about it, you know, it has a lot more gore uh and and a lot more like uh like cursing than your typical coming of age Spielbergian uh dramas. Mm-hmm. Um but but like if you could imagine Stranger Things or or a Spielberg 80s flick like G- The Goonies uh or ET but with um just uh like the amount of gore that might show up in like Evil Dead 2. Right. Uh, that's not tonally unlike what this movie is. Yeah. Now, and that's something I was going to say, uh, that, that I kind of hinted at earlier in the show was that this movie from like kind of a stylistic standpoint, this thing is, uh, is Sam Raimi meets Robert Rodriguez in the best of ways Mm -hmm. because it's got the, it's got a lot of the real like big frenetic camera movements and cuts and stuff that yeah. are very deliberate which, which also mcg was doing right? oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, i'm not i'm not but not taking nothing away but very and then like stylized titles and stuff over yeah. usage of of like sounds moving of like hands and things of that nature little sound effect stuff that clearly have no place in the real world but it's super fun that way you know, yeah. it, it tells you like, hey, man, we're having a well, good time. It makes time it pulpy here. and, and yeah. uh, a little bit over the top. It's good. But certainly, certainly a good time here. Uh, you know, you got Netflix. It's not going to cost you a dime. Please do yourself a favor and check it out because uh, it's a fun one, man. 
Yeah. Uh, I know you got 86 minutes. Yeah, exactly. You got 86 minutes to kill today. Go ahead. You you could do a hell of a lot worse. Like uh, perhaps our next film. Let's go ahead and play the trailer <laughs> for The Snowman. Not starring Jerry Reed, unfortunately. last night we just found the body prince and the head before i finish with, oh shut up before i finish with this thing i want everyone to just listen to every single like phrase used in this trailer and realize how it could come from any movie ever made ever go ahead calls himself the snowman killer. He's completely insane. I'm thinking that he's going after women that he disapproves of. The only thing we know for sure is that he's playing games with us. We need a way. Lure him out. Be careful. We don't know what we're dealing with. He's been watching us the whole time. Building snowmen, cutting things up into little pieces. He's taunting us. If we don't find him, this is never going to stop. Another missing moment. There's something we're not seeing. What matters most is that we celebrate the way this has brought us together. Anyone can see that he's trying to hide something. You can't force the pieces to fit. You could have saved them. No. Gave you all the clues. That was the trailer for The Snowman, our second new release review of the week. IMDb plotline. Let me make sure my cursor is in the right. There it is. Oh, shit. We turned to the wrong page. Hold on. Ah, <laughs> uh, Get this. This is not one I'm making up either. As you can see, if you're watching this on the live stream, you know that the words I'm about to say are for real. Detective Harry Hole. You heard right investigates the disappearance of a woman whose pink scarf is found wrapped around an ominous-looking snowman. This is directed by uh, Tomas Alfresson. Sure. Uh, <laughs> starring Michael Fassbender, Rebecca Ferguson, Charlotte uh, Gainsbourg, and uh, more. J.K. Simmons is in there as well. And and a weird with a weird-voiced Val Kilmer. Which is like... Du- the, a dubbed-over Val Kilmer. Was it dubbed? Is that the reason why yeah, it was all weird? Yeah, for sure. It's not even his voice. And Toby Jones. Uh, So here's the thing, man. This film 
has a lot of stuff going for it. You just heard the cast that I that I read right there. You've got yeah. uh, you know Academy Award winning editor Thelma Schoonmaker. You've got you know a great cinematographer for this. There they have is a great director. Yeah, actually. there's a lot of good stuff like, in this. He directed Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, mm-hmm. uh, Let the Right One In, uh, a comedy that I can't remember the name of because I can't remember what it's called uh, in in uh, Norwegian, but it's this movie sucks. This movie is terrible. The, everything yeah. about this, like it, there's so many Nothing elements. Works. In fact, the log line, right? Mm-hmm. That shit doesn't actually even happen in the movie. No, that happens in the book. Does not happen in the movie. Um, no. I know that there was production difficulty on this thing. Like the director was not allowed to finish shooting basically, but, uh, Jesus Christ, man. I feel like Schoonmaker was brought in to try and do damage control because, holy shit, there were, like, very obviously things did not get shot even after somebody randomly completed this thing. Yeah. It's not good. It's so, like, it's boring. They don't know what they're doing. It feels like it's all over the place. It feels like they're trying to be five different things at the same time and not accomplishing any of those things. There, there are huge chunks of connective tissue to make this thing logical that just are not – They don't. I don't think they exist. Yeah. Not just they're not cut into the movie. I guarantee they literally never got shot. I wouldn't be shocked. I but, wouldn't be shocked. But that Val, let's talk about Val Kilmer for a minute Yeah, because it's bizarre and odd. It's bizarre and odd. Uh, so it turns out – I don't know if you've kept up with the Val Kilmer saga after the, the Michael Douglas revelation – two years ago that he vehemently denied. Um, Is that but, getting, uh, getting the face cancer from pussy eating? That, that, that Val Kilmer had throat cancer and Val Kilmer denied it. But uh, like earlier this year, he came out and he's like, yeah, I'm recovering from treatment for throat cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I know that that's part of what's going on, but it's also like, I feel like he was told to act in a different movie. He's not bad. But his voiceover is so bad that I can't even tell what his performance is supposed to be. Well, that's why I was like looking at it the whole time and scratching my noggin going, wait a minute, is what what are we doing here? This seems odd. Well, like that, the, the storyline that he exists in, the plot, the subplot, barely makes sense after it's even explained, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, it's just, I don't know why. Uh, it was dubbed. I'm, I'm guessing maybe his voice wasn't strong or it didn't sound the way they wanted it to sound. But also, like, whoever it is that dubbed over Val Kilmer did a shit job and it barely syncs up. Yeah, it just it, that's what to me, it just seemed very odd that I was just like because I couldn't place it because I'm just like, this doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard Val Kilmer do. So like, yeah, I, cause I, it's I not him. Yeah, it make, well, it makes more sense this way. <laughs> And and there are weird moments where like he like he's saying things like with barely moving his mouth in that very Val Kilmer way where he'll like mm-hmm. kind of have his teeth together and move his lips right yeah um but then uh like it doesn't sound like the person dubbing him is doing anything resembling that it's like full throated like like how I'm talking now right right so there's it's just the most bizarre fucking choice that some suit made. I've ever seen in my life. I think for, for a movie that should have been everything going for it. It's, yeah, it's based it's on an so incredibly popular series of novels. 
Um, I've read a few of them. They're okay. They're not my favorite, but I, I get why people like them. They're incredibly bleak and, and despairing uh, pieces of, of Scandinavian crime fiction. Uh, his name actually is Harry Hola, right? Like holy almost. Right. But of course, you know, they fucking mispronounce it throughout the whole thing. So it just becomes like Harry Hole, which is, it is fucking just, hilarious, by the way. It is just written that way as you, as if you're, because God knows we see the name printed on an envelope and several things many times. So it's one of those, even if you thought that you misheard it, it's just like, no, sir, here it is for you in black and white. So you can see it several it's times. It's H-A-R-R-Y, H-O-L-E. But it's it's just not good. Was, Charlotte Gainsbourg is uh, almost in a different movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, it's nothing adds up. It's really disappointing because I really think like Thomas Alfredson. Uh, I said this on Twitter, like has directed two of the best movies I've seen in the last two decades. And this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And it's so weird because, like, the way that the whole thing is played out and everything, Rebecca Ferguson and Charlotte Gainsbourg, while both beautiful women, they don't look so strikingly different that you can, and they, and it's not like we say characters' names a whole hell of a lot in this thing. You you kind of just got to go, wait a minute, wh- which one am I watching again? What is going, it's like, it's a little, yeah, it's hard and, to follow. And, and also, like, the, the twist doesn't make any sense, right? Like, I feel like there's a good 30 minutes of footage that actually explains what in the hell is is really going on yeah. in various points in this movie that just doesn't actually exist. There's some, there's, I mean, there's a couple of neat things. I like the, uh, the kind of almost torture thing with the, with the, uh, the little metal hoop deal and everything, just going in and cinching mm-hmm. in on a neck and stuff. I thought that was yeah. kind of cool and neat and innovative and something that we don't really see. Uh, right. but man, oh man, this thing is just, it's how long is it? It's like, it's two hours, it's two but, hours, man, oh but it, man, feels it feels like it's longer. two and a half or three. Yeah. Like, yeah. And not, not a good two and a half or three. It's, it's like, um, Something that that I often bring up uh, was probably to me his best contribution. Not not to say that he didn't have a lot of good ones, but uh, Roger Ebert's one of the best things he ever said was: "Is good movies are never long enough, and bad movies are never short enough." And mm-hmm. this this goes on the definitely the like this could not be any, this so much shorter, and it still yes. would just be like, "Oh dear heavens, just please get me through this." But um, no, you it know. goes on. It's still there's still more to go for some reason. Produced by produced by Scorsese himself, everybody. So like, yeah. not well, everybody I mean, can that, look. Things go wrong. Like I said, I know there was yeah. production trouble on this film. The director didn't even finish shooting it, so that's that's problem number one, I think. But problem you know. number two is like, look, this is an R-rated film. We get some nudity in it, and we still don't see Michael Fassbender's giant wang. Who doesn't want to just, you know? They don't even pan down on him and his boxers. No. Nah. I mean, good, why, good why heavens. would women ever show up to this? Seriously. Thing? I mean, you know, that you got to give them something to go out for, everybody. And Lord knows that's, you know, you got to have that widescreen aspect <laughs> ratio, son. Good gravy and a half. If you guys haven't seen that Steve McQueen movie, you just, you, you're missing out because, you just what was, like, uh, why, what does, was why does George Clooney's quip about it? It was uh, like, uh, you got to. <laughs> Got a golf club down there or something like that? Oh, it's something like that, dude. Yeah. But it's just like that's when you sit there and just go, like, why does God give it to uh, give something to everybody? It's just like you, I mean, you, you should I mean, have I mean, all the things. Look up George Clooney. <laughs> cool about dick joke. Mess about Fastbender's dong. 
Look that up, will you? <laughs> and while you're looking it up, we'll go ahead and uh, jump into our next trailer here. Here is the trailer for yeah, let's move on Only the Brave. I worked this blaze near Montana. In the blink of an eye, just fire everywhere. And then charging out of these flames comes this bear on fire. It was the most beautiful and terrible thing I've ever seen. I heard you guys had some slots available. You lost it. <laughs> you got one slot open. You know what we're training for? Hot shots get to engage the fire directly. The SEAL Team 6 of firefighters. If you give me a chance, I won't let you go. Sooner or later, the fire's gonna come knocking in our hometown. We've been training for over four years. We've got all our hours, all our qualifications. But until we're certified hotshots, my crew won't even be able to set foot on the line. I told you it wouldn't be easy. You wanna talk about it? You wanna do your John Wayne thing? It's not easy sharing your man with a fire. Take this little stinker. He's not a stinker. Bye. Bye. I want y'all to breathe in this beautiful vista. Because you're never gonna be able to look out into the wilds see that pure beauty again. This ain't the greatest job in the world. I don't know what is. What is that? Fire's threatening homes and people's lives. Oh, granite mountain. There it is. Your hot shots. I just had a daughter, and I just really want to give her what I've never had. The fire gets past our line, it goes to our town. Murdo, we're seconds away. It's going to feel like the end of the world. As long as you can breathe survive she's barely seen you for the past few months i'm sorry we're gonna take the fire head on and save our town come on y'all are heroes no one could be prouder of his boys than i am of you guys That was the trailer for. Oh, all right, that's it. I'm. <laughs> There's more. I'm cutting you off, damn it. That was the trailer for Only the Brave, our last new release review of this week. I am DB Plotline. Where are you, cursor? Get in there. It's about the Granite Mountain Hot Shots. They're gonna save a town. <laughs> what if it was a great musical like that? <laughs> that would be fantastic. And the screen, of course, is uh, blocking out on me. Yes, it is about the Granite. Mountain hot shots, and I, now I have a full page to uh, Suburbicon ad. There we maybe uh, we'll be talking thanks, about uh, it. Maybe. Stop getting off our, our nuts here, pal. We'll fucking do it. Just quit. Just quit. <laughs> God. Gosh. Well, this thing I, I can pick it up. This thing is uh, yeah, directed by Joseph Kaczynski, uh, written by Sean Flynn. It's based on a GQ article, starring a whole boatload of characters. Like, literally, this might be the biggest cast I've seen in a movie this year. Uh, Josh Brolin, Miles Teller, Jeff Bridges, Jennifer Connelly, the ever-amazing James Badgedale. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch, for some reason. He's actually good Box office poison. Taylor Kitsch gets into a movie, and it doesn't get to the number one at the box office. I think you guys know why, but he is actually really good in this film. He is actually really good. Andy fucking McDowell, right? Yep. Uh, And then the list goes on and on and on to get uh more men in here um most of everybody in this thing is good though oh yeah um so 
here's uh, here's where I came down on this. I saw this trailer the first time a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. First, I'd ever heard of this fucking thing. I didn't. I didn't see TV ads. Of course, I don't watch that much TV. I don't have one, so I see it only occasionally. Yeah. Uh, there was no online marketing that I was aware of. Uh, as somebody who goes to like movie sites and shit like that, um, but that trailer, the one that you just showed, the mm-hmm. one that we just heard, uh, is a terrible trailer. It's not great. No. It it sets it up to be like this really hokey. Um, kind of, uh, oh, the sacrifice and the bravery trailer, uh, kind of film, right? Uh, not unlike another Miles Teller movie that's coming out soon that looks like it's going to be garbage. Yeah, um, look, very, uh, but, of the same but I don't even stuff. know anymore because as we've learned from this thing, the trailer can be, uh, one of the shittiest things I've seen. And also I really loved this movie. Yeah, this movie's really good. I was I was shocked. You're you're right. The trailer did not give it like a big oh, this is gonna be something to see. I mean, you look at the cast members involved and you're like, Well, I guess I like everybody here. Yeah. But you know, there's there's been a ton of things out there that are absolute garbage that have had fantastic people in it. We just talked about a movie that <laughs> just did just that. About it, yeah. Uh yeah. so you can you can throw a lot of talent at it. Doesn't always mean that it's gonna go in the right direction. And this is it's a little long. It's a almost it's almost two and a half. Yeah, it's it's climbing into the two hour range. Hold on, it's but it's, it's uh, not it's well over, it's a bit over two. I know that two and thirteen. Okay, so, so not not quite two and a half. Maybe IMDb had it listed as something longer. That's what I just saw, or not IMDb, but uh, the the um, like Very Fandango or something like that. But Any, uh, yeah. anyways, uh, it's really great. It's a, a great performance from everybody here. Uh, which which uh, which version do you think Jeff Bridges was doing this time? This one? Yeah. He was somewhere in between regular Jeff Bridges and uh, Hell or High Water Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cl- yeah, exact. There you go. That's a good one. Right between that and Hell and High Water. Um, I I know I, I like when he does his country accent, though, because he always does like a little bit of a he like like juts his jaw out a little bit. He's going to Jeff Bridges over here. Um, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, uh, Josh. Bro- Listen, here's the thing. When you, when we talk about our main main characters here, in my opinion, we're talking Josh Brolin, Miles Teller, and uh, uh, um, Taylor Kitsch. T- Taylor, yeah, well, yeah, definitely Taylor Kitsch. And, Je- Jennifer Connelly and Jennifer Connelly. Let's talk about Jennifer Connelly too, because like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, hey, all all of these guys just bring it so hard. I yeah. mean, this is and I honestly some of the best performances we've seen from these people in the last couple of years. I would think. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, look, this the movie is good. I, I think Joseph Kaczynski is a is a solid enough director. Uh, f- for those of you who don't remember, he his first film he ever made was Tron Legacy, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It was um, a pretty movie. I'll say that uh, it was a pretty movie and it had a fantastic soundtrack. But uh, indeed, you know. and I know people have have issues with it. He followed that up with Oblivion, uh, which was which okay. I, yeah, I think we both like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't like again, it wasn't the greatest thing. But this one is it's really well made. It looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's got a really distinct uh like style to it, I think, even though it's like very naturalistic. Um but that being said, this movie gets by because everyone in it is just turned up full blast acting wise. Right. 
and and not in like an over the top kind of hammy way or anything that's like too obvious or even too uh methody or anything like that it's just they're all here to do the work and it, it like it's a bunch of great Super performances solid just stuff just like just really getting in there and just and just acting your ass off in those scenes and stuff yeah and it's it's so it, it's refreshing to see people just delivering but again like you said it's not chewing scenery you know, it's, no. it's not like that. It's not overly, overly melodramatic, I would say. Yeah. Well, uh, shit, even as we just discussed, Jeff Bridges does something we've seen him do in literally his last like dozen movies, maybe. Yeah. Which is this this country accent. And uh, even that does not feel like I've seen it before. No, it doesn't. It feels a little it feels different, but also and uh, props to him. I don't know if it, these were his choices. I I feel like they almost were because it's like he's just of that uh, I think you hire him to do the job. Yeah, he's of that level at this time that I think that these are his decisions to make. Uh but like li- literally almost going, you know, almost clean-shaven there for the most part. Mm-hmm. And and because it is the age, he dresses and everything like a grandpa. Like like the yeah. mayor of this of this uh, you know uh, southwestern town would look. Yeah, I mean he he he's not the mayor. The mayor's the other old dude that he has to convince to give, Which one? give them no, the chance. Right. He's not the mayor. He's the he's but, the but, the but big he's guy like the, the retired old fire chief, right? In right, the area, that's what it was. Who has all the hookups? The mayor. The mayor was um, the guy with the with the bolo. With the bolo, right? Yeah, of course, right? Because why not? It it's Arizona. You got a topaz <laughs> bolo on? You bet your sweet ass I do. Is it is it the Southwest <laughs> motherfucker? Yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah, I do. And I'm the mayor, so there you go. So have it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like he um just he's normal, man. I mean, it's it, I don't believe that Jeff Bridges dresses like that in real life because no. we all know he dresses exactly like the dude. Because <laughs> that was his wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> I just woke up today, man. What? But uh, but yeah, like I don't know. Here's I don't the thing know what too, else to say, I, and they're I, all good, man. Yeah, I, I like Miles Teller because, and here's the thing: you can Miles Teller, and, and I don't know if this if this speaks to Miles Teller as a person. I hope it doesn't. But Miles Teller can play an asshole like pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yeah. if that's his. I don't know if that's who he is in life or anything. But a lot of times he can play a real dick, and yeah. I really thought I was going to hate his character. And, no, you end up really digging him. Man. But the thing is, too, is that it doesn't feel false. It doesn't feel like BS. It right. it doesn't give you the same kind of uh, almost. And not that I would not that I'd take away from the man because I like him a whole bunch. You, you, you talk to me for five minutes, you'll figure it out. But not in the overly easy, like, Spielberg way that he would end up being kind of good, mm-hmm. you know? He goes through, he takes his punches, he takes his lumps through, throughout everything, and while it's not like a light switch goes, you can see him starting to develop, you know, let's be frank, as a man, because he's not living up to his potential as an adult man at this point in his life when we first start out with him. He's just busy on, you know, getting high with his buddy on the couch and everything. Right. Uh, so, but realizes that uh, you know th- this girl he had like maybe a one night stand with or something got knocked up, and now he's like, well, I got to get my stuff together. His mom's kicking him out of the house and everything, so he's got to you know he's got to figure what's what on this. And uh, it's surprising. It was surprising how decent everything was, man. And I'm just uh, I, I got to applaud it. Now I'll say this too. We've seen a lot of firefighting movies over the years. Uh, you got your, you know, obligatory like backdraft. And I think it was like ladder 49 and, 
Uh, there, there are films out there about firefighting and stuff. I feel like this is, to me, probably one of the most authentic ones out there. This mm-hmm. felt like this is a crew of guys that um, that are real. They all feel yeah. like it's it's a real cohesive group and everything. And it is obviously, like we said, based upon a true story. And the big thing is, is that uh, you know I, we won't spoil, but you know you can imagine. But at the end, these guys were so young, man. The average age of the person in this thing was under thirty. Yeah. I mean, there's like, yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of them are like 23, 21, 24. It's amazing at how young these guys were. And they were the first guys to actually go through and get certified, you know, from a, like a municipal standpoint to be these hot shots that go with through and do all the big bad stuff, you know, and they try. Yeah, they're right there. They they're the front lines battling wildfires. Right. So it's crazy. And like, and it's cool because they kind of explain some stuff to you, but at the same time, they don't dumb it down ridiculously. So because they wouldn't, mm-hmm. they wouldn't do so to the people that were there, you know? And yeah, they, they lay out certain facets that will come back later. And you think, well, this, and you don't necessarily know, because if you don't know the story, which I don't think many people would, uh, you don't know where this thing's going. And they, and they plant a couple seeds here and there to make you go, Hey, this is where, you know, stuff is going. And then it has a great payoff, you know, later on in the film, but there's some awesome emotional stuff here. You feel every bit of it. None of it feels like, like we're playing like super emotional strings or anything in the background to make you feel a certain way. You, you get that by the performances. And that's that mm-hmm. to me, that shows what a really good movie is, is that we're not just giving kind of the, oh, here's what you're supposed to be feeling in this very moment. That's what you're going to feel because that's what it's that's what the story is telling you to feel like. You're not manipulated that right. way, which can be good and bad, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a very natural, uh, like, inclination of mine. I mean, at the end of this thing, I was so, like, I was on the verge of tears. I, I mean, it really is, like, a really sad story and what's interesting to me about like so there there are also three types of uh of like thank you for your service kinds of movies there's mm-hmm. there's the there's the cop movie right uh like right then there's the military and then there's uh the the firefighting one and the firefighting one never has baggage that i feel bad about right right where <laughs> it's just like oh you're still in the fucking military or you're still in the fucking cop uh like like these, like no matter who, like okay, there are some douchebags in the in the firefighting crew, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt any of them have killed someone today for no fucking reason. <laughs> we and just so, decided to murder folks so, on account of right. So, so like I just feel like, and that's not me bagging on the fucking military or anything. I'm just saying, like I have a, an easier time uh, becoming emotionally involved in in this type of of thank you for your service prestige drama bullshit uh, than I do other types because it's like they're actually like all just out there trying to save some shit and that's not saying that nobody in those other professions are it's just like you know I don't fucking know there there's a lot of other baggage the rest of that shit brings with it for me yeah we'll be covering one of those next week Uh, but yeah, and I'll be honest, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if we see some award nominations for this flick, to be quite frank. I think Jennifer Connelly probably deserves one for real. My, my worry is that it's so understated on 
the it's so early, but it's also been so understated in the marketing. It did not perform well at the box office. I'm not sure it has a public Taylor uh, Kitsch. consciousness to it. Son of a bitch. Well, and you're just like, he, he was so I good mean, at it. He was so good at sure. this role. Oh, you right. hate him and then you love but, him. It's I'm like, he's like, he's got a proper arc and everything too, man. But, but I, I really think that the, so I've heard that there were a lot of TV uh, advertisements for this thing, mm-hmm. but but I just have to say, like, it really feels like uh, Sony dropped the fucking ball here. <gasps> Wait, be still my heart. Sony screwed yeah. something up? That just doesn't but sound I, like the Sony but I, that I know. I don't know. It's just like, that's what stu- I was. I walked out and I was like, man, the biggest story here is that I did not know that this movie existed until two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's one of the best things I've actually seen this year. It's really good. I just like I, I I watch all of those. I'll probably watch it again at some point. Not I'm not going to go back to the theater. I don't have time. But like, I'll watch this yeah. movie again. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you could again. Uh, I mean, Lord knows I've watched Backdraft like five times. <laughs> With what's coming out, and, and here's the thing: as far as like from a, like, and I don't know a lot, but from a firefighting standpoint, that's a shit movie. <laughs> it's not good. Like it's like oh it's, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, you got uh, De Niro in there chewing it up a minute. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> And I, but I'll say that this this felt like it was more accurate to those things. It felt like those guys were those guys because uh, if you've ever met like specifically even like uh, volunteer firefighters, yep. that's a special breed of dude. And like you know, mm-hmm. and God bless them. Some of them are a little douchey, <laughs> but like in kind of well, a because weird way. And you, it, I, think you I mean, there is like that tinge of of like regular masculinist bullshit to it, right? Yeah, but and like there's a bit of ma- there's a madman like, in there too. You know, a little but crazy you know, guy. like I feel like. No matter, you know, even like I've known women who, who fight fire, but like you just have to go in, like you're fucking walking into burning shit. You know, yeah. you're probably like a little screwy. Uh, you got your fucking head on in a different position than I do because I, I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think it takes a, a different kind of wiring to be like, yeah, that's what I'm going to go do. I'm like, God bless you. You go ahead and do what you do, pet fella. Yeah. Better you than I, I says. Yeah. Uh, so that's two recommendations, man. Rocket Face apparently didn't like it. He says it, he was kind of bored watching it. Felt like a Lifetime movie, but with better actors. I don't know if I go that far. I think you're watching better Lifetime movies than I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, look, S- Sally Field was in one once. Uh, there you go. What's her name? Uh, that uh, Thora Birch. She went from fucking homeless to Harvard one time. Or Rebecca was that Demorne? I, I don't know. Maybe she was in one. That just sounds like that just sounds like a fun name. It's like Lifetime movie star Rebecca Ramone. You better believe it. Uh, I don't know where, where that voice came from. I I don't know. Uh, just we're just gonna skip over it. And move on, shall we? Uh, so uh, up next week, next week, Ooh. kids. Oh boy, it's gonna be a rough one. It's uh, it's something else, man. So we got, I'm looking forward to this week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so we got uh, Suburbicon, the new one from George Clooney, uh, written by the Coen Brothers. So that's something. Does not have yeah. good reviews right now, but uh, no, it does not. we shall see. Uh, Jigsaw, just as soon as we all thought the Saw movies were dead and gone. I mean, it was called Saw the Final Chapter, but this isn't a Saw movie. This is a Jigsaw movie, so I guess it's never. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the aforementioned, uh, thank you for your service, uh, is out. And of course, Amityville, the awakening, and that is available right now. I don't know how much longer it's going to be available there. Uh, but if you go to the Google play store, that is free, everybody. So do yourself a favor and watch it. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you. You can go to the theater, pay money. You could sit home and watch it for free. I would say, watch it for free. 
but I'll tell you this: I wouldn't have. Uh, spoiler alert: I wouldn't have mind paying for this movie. Uh oh, wouldn't have mind paying for it. So that is uh, a bold state statement for a Amityville movie. So exactly, I don't like. I have yet to find an Amityville movie that I like. Did I like this one enough? Maybe I, I think so. I think so. But we'll talk about that uh, next week. In the meantime, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet, sir? Uh, just follow me on Twitter at Matt Boyd Smith. Uh, I'm on there. I'm taking a little break for a few days to get some stuff done, but I'm on there. To follow murder, me on that. He's taking a break to murder some kittens. You know what he does. You know how we do. That's uh, true. And of course, uh, the other podcast now. So this is weird plugging this because you guys are watching Nerd Talk now, right now. If you're watching the live stream of this, <laughs> so. Go to Nerd Talk now as you are right now if you're watching this live and uh, join us again. And if you like this, man, uh, like I said, if we get to you know a certain level over on Patreon, we may make this a more regular we'll thing one. that we do. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if if you if you dig that, if you dig the kind of interaction and things of that nature, uh, go go check it out. I'm gonna look this up here while I'm doing this. Um, because I want to, I want to go out on a specific song, uh, real quick here. But and of course, uh, here movie podcast, here moviepodcast This coming week, we are uh, continuing with our holiday tradition, and uh, we're going to be reviewing the third Crow movie. That's right, the third Crow movie. Boy, do I just want to. When the, when do y'all just do uh, do the review of the Crow uh, series. Uh, whenever we run out of the proper crow movies. And I think that's going to be after we finish up with, Oh, what's his fuck? Uh, Oh, what's his fuck? Classic actor. You know, um, there's, there's a crow movie with Eddie Furlong in it. Sure. There is. So we're probably, we're going to do, you go, you go deep enough into a, uh, into a sequel, uh, bender and you will find some Eddie Furlong. (laughs) You'll find Eddie Furlong in here somewhere. (laughs) Did you get to the is Eddie Furlong bit? I don't know. I mean, I mean, his first major role was a sequel, so it kind of goes without saying. Yeah, that's not not untrue. I'm trying to find this damn he's, song. He's begging for a DTV uh, American History X sequel, right? Where it's like his ghost running around being racist and shit. <laughs> the ghost. Oh, my gosh. The ghost <laughs> that got killed in jail goes around and starts murdering people. That's yeah. a that's a hardcore case right here. All right, I finally found my damn song. <laughs> Took forever. I had to search on another thing. Uh, but that is it, everybody. Join us next week when we talk about those things and much, much more. Uh, and of course, as always, go to the film find at thefilmfind.com, nerd talk now, nerdtalknow.com. Thank you guys for watching. Stay tuned for the after show. We're even gonna do the after show over the uh uh right after here on nerd talk now so uh continue on with that one uh for, for those of you that don't uh hear the after show go to uh patreon.com slash the film find to get the pre and post show and all that kind of good jazz you know the deals everybody for matt smith i'm adam portress take it easy everybody <laughs> <laughs>